Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group. We have another exciting show coming up, so thank you for listening. Of course you're listening, so why don't you go ahead and five-star, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure you do it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Really appreciate it. Support the podcast. There's a link in the post excuse me, in the podcast notes to support. This week, we have a lot in the news. There's a lot. I was sifting through the news. There's a lot. So we're going to discuss, talk about it, what is going on in the news, the market, finance roundtable, investing fallacies. What are the fallacies of investing that a lot of people fall into that trap? Lastly, personal update. What's up with me doing Fox Business today in about a few hours? Excited for that. Um, Yeah, I appreciate y'all listening. I hope you enjoy the show. News time. What is in the news this week? There is a lot. So let's start with our market update. Right now, market update. Uh, stocks open mix. So, you know, we're seeing this back and forth rotation in and out of growth, back to cyclical, um, back to cyclical, out of growth, back and forth. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, that's where a diversified portfolio comes into play. But yeah, as we sit um, right now, we're sitting at a place where, um, as we're recording, I want to get some real-time data for you folks, real-time data as we record. Um, So yeah, as we're recording, we're sitting here, still seeing the NASDAQ up. The NASDAQ's up right now uh, by about 37 basis points, um, while the Dow and the S&P are down. And again, this week, Wall Street, you know, bounced back strong from the Pfizer uh, COVID-19 vaccine information saying that um, they had a vaccine with about a 90% efficacy rate. So we're seeing a lot of things coming through the market this week. Um, We obviously had the election noise of last week, and now we're seeing vaccine news, but we're also seeing infections increase. So the United States has reported over COVID infections, excuse me, the United States has reported over 142,000 new COVID-19 infections um, on Wednesday, which was yesterday, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, an all-time high daily for a second day in a row, while the number of people hospitalized with the virus climbed almost 65,000, the highest ever during the pandemic. So even New York is imposing a new rounds of social distancing restrictions. They're trying to protect the state, um, which actually we have a low infection rate, but they're taking precautions as they're doing, I think, curfew and they're shutting down businesses uh, right at 10 p.m. A lot of other places are taking these measures. New Jersey is doing stuff. Uh, Chicago has rolled back things. I'm hearing all different states are taking measures. As we're seeing that second wave that was talked about, I don't even know if we ever got through the first wave, uh, but we're seeing that second wave come through and states are taking measures. So that's playing an effect to the markets as, you know, the more pandemic stocks uh, um We'll probably, you know, we're seeing some things where investors are flowing into them uh, based on that. So that's quite interesting uh, news and something to keep on on your radar as we look at um, what is going forward with the markets. What else is in the news? Let's talk companies. First up, Uber, Lyft, Uber, Lyft. Interesting. What is going on with them? So the gig driving companies got a big win after California voters passed Prop 22 which exempted um, them from California's AB5 law. 
All that jargon means is pretty much Uber and Lyft do not have to reclassify their drivers as employees, meaning they don't have to do, provide healthcare or PTO or do all the things that benefit of full-time employees, which would obviously increase their expenses greatly. And these are already companies that don't meet, are barely, they're not profitable. They're, they're low margin businesses. And if they had to increase expenses more, they have like no margin businesses pretty much. Um, so they were fighting against California to not have to reclassify their employees as drivers. And it looks like they won a big win uh, over the past election. People voted and they said that they don't have to reclassify, which will allow Uber and Lyft to operate in that state uh, and continue to do things that they needed to. Also exempt was DoorDash, Postmates, Instacart, all those gig economy um, apps got exempt from that in California. So that's a battle that will probably continue um, as these businesses scale. So we'll, we'll keep our eye on that. Next up, the big news of the week was the Pfizer uh, uh, news saying that their COVID-19 vaccine is more than 90% effective. So, you know, Pfizer... Um, um, came out and said that they had uh, a, a vaccine that was effective through their study. Um, they said that it would, you know, they want to get FDA approval uh, ASAP. It would be the first uh, vaccine ever approved for human use. Um, stocks jumped on the news. You know, all the reopening stocks jumped uh, on this news because pretty much the reopening stocks need people traveling, going out, doing things. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, people that are like, oh, you know, that these moves still, uh, these are still crushed stocks. Um, even if they saw a jump from, you know, what happened with, with this news of the, the vaccine, but it's a big step. It's a big step for just getting back to normal life. A vaccine's huge. I've said it multiple times that vaccine people being able to do and go back to normal life is so huge for, for us, just, you know, for everyone in this country, that's what we want is for everyone to be able to do live life and be safe from the virus. So that is huge news. Keeping our eyes on that. Um, Yesterday also happened another big news. Apple ended a 15 year relationship. Um, pretty much Apple did their virtual events and they had the one more thing, which they revealed a slate of Mac computers and featuring the M1 chip, which was created in house, the M1 chip. So Apple used to obviously outsource and um, tap Intel for their chips, for their computers. And they've done that since 2005, but they just said now that they're using this in-house, which is a big move. I, I'm curious on what, I don't know the intricacies on why they wanted to do it. Um, but I mean, if you're more, you know, in-house, if you're more streamlined, that, that makes sense. Um, so for Apple, it's steering away from, you know, the, the using Intel, they poured money into R and D to figure out how to make this chip and how to make this, um, happen. They, you did acquisitions as well. So the M1 chip is like, uh, it's going to power the iPhone and different other things as well. Uh, so that's quite interesting. That's something to look out for um, with Apple. They're always making moves. They're always thinking forward. So it's good to keep an eye on that. Next up, startup news. People raising money again. Yesterday, Hopin virtual event startup, which is called Hopin, raised $125 million at a valuation of more than $2 billion. Uh, it's a London person, Johnny, I can't pronounce his last name. He was homebound for two years after falling sick. And he learned that, you know, Netflix going to sustain so much, which I disagree. There's so much great content on Netflix, <laughs> but he wanted to do something else. So he launched Top In, which creates almost every part of an in-person event from Twitch, like keynote presentations to chat roulette to networking functions. Um, and it catapulted during the pandemic and Hop In has went from four employees at the beginning of 2020 to now over 200. And it's now targeting 800 in 2021. 
he says it's profitable. He said they had reoccurring revenue of 20 million of 20 million users over 3.5. Um, it says that's fast growing. So they raised a lot of money. Interesting. I don't know how this will last, um, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, see people raising money at crazy valuations for, for a lot of things, which it's a bigger conversation. You know, you see a lot of, you know, minority founders, not myself speaking, cause I didn't need any money from others, but other people that are, you know, have great ideas, um, and not able to raise money, but, uh, people throwing money at quibby like ideas that usually don't last. Um, so we'll see, we'll keep our eye on that. Alta beauty, Alta beauty. Shout out to the, the women listeners. Alta beauty stores moves into target with inception retail models. So, Alta Beauty is now using a place. Uh, they're going into Target. I thought, wasn't this already happening? Like I, when you walk into like these big department stores, they always have like a big makeup area, right? Um, but I guess Alta Beauty is now doing their own thing. They'll set aside one k square foot sections in over 100 Target stores for Alta Mini Shops starting in 2021. So the stock jumped 7% on this uh, partnership. Um, you know, at Alta's, you know, losing money, it's not been profitable, uh, obviously with the pandemic. So this is a good, uh, way for them to, you know, hope and bet on the reopening as people go back into stores and they have something in stores ready for people. So that'll be good for them in that sense. So we'll watch out for that Alta beauty move. Interesting. Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, shout out to you. Spotify dropped a quarter of a billion on podcast podcasting acquisitions to help grow it out of puberty. So this is interesting. I love hearing about different moves at Spotify and different moves in the podcast space. I've obviously loved and listened to podcasts for many years and obviously started my own seven, eight months ago now. We're in the, this is week 42. Um, so yeah, Spotify is, you know, they've done a lot of acquisitions the last um few years they did the joe rogan um like, like partnership more they didn't really buy his podcast because he wasn't going to sell that but they did a partner licensing so he's able to stream on the platform they purchased michelle obama they get a deal with michelle obama kim k they shelled out over 500 million to buy companies like the ringer which is a pod network gimlet which is a proud producer um and anchor podcasting where i also record my podcast on anchor so spotify is buying another company megaphone for 235 million this is to help podcasters with production ads and audience metrics so really they're, they're betting on spot on podcasts which is a smart bet if you're a millennial if you're someone that listens you're probably you know someone that listens on the go you listen when you have time you just have it my soothing voice on the background and podcasts are a great place for information like that's what people do this gone are the days where we sit in front of the radio at xyz time and hear you know like your parents did they have to sit in the area at five o'clock to catch their favorite person no they catch their favorite person when you have time and that's the beauty of podcasts you you do it when you're working out when you're in transition when you're in the car that is awesome when you're on a plane so that's what it is so um, podcast is still going through puberty. It's, it's grown a lot, but podcasting now has over 100 million monthly listeners, but less than 1 billion a year is spent on pod ads. So, you know, it's going to be a growing, growing industry and something that people are going to spend a lot more money, time, uh, resources in. And, and it's, it's interesting to see what's going on in that space. So that's the news, folks. That is the news straight from my mouth. Thank you for listening to it. Let's go on to the Finance Roundtable next. Hey. Hi, everyone. Gather around if you don't mind. We have investing fallacies for our Financial Roundtable. 
it was funny. My brother asked me how I think of my topics every week. There's so much to be discussed and it just comes in my head. There's questions I get during the week. There's things I see on social media. I said this before, but I hope, I hope, and please, if you have things you want to hear about, let me know. I think everyone enjoyed last week's roundtable. We're talking tax. Everyone loves tax things, but they don't like being taxed, but they love learning about it. <laughs> so yeah, let me know. But this is a thing is a good one. It's important because I think we think about investing. There's so many different misconceptions out there. And I have my window open, the great city of New York. You can hear the sounds of the city, possibly. But there's so many different misinformation out there. There's so many things and tricks and people are selling different things. You know, there's people selling investing tips. There's people, your friends telling you about this. There's all this crap that's out there. And you need to cut through the noise because 90% of it is noise. Like if you're not an expert, your friend telling you about this or that, it, it's all noise. It's all nothing to be listened to. But let's get through that. Let's get through the, some of the misconceptions that people fall through, fallacies and, and things, the misconceptions when it comes to investing. Um, let's start. This is not an exhaustive list, but this is one of those ones that just came to my mind and there's obviously more, but let's you know do a few. First, the, the fallacy that the stock bond or mutual fund is too expensive. So for some reason, people think that the price of a share in investment is important. It's really not. The only time when the true price of a single share, uh, the only time that, it's, that, that it is important is when the price of a single share is higher than the total amount that you actually have to invest, right? That's why people are like so happy about Apple's stock splits and all that because they're like, oh, I can actually now invest, invest in that company. But that shouldn't be, that's, if you're just worrying about stock to split to be an invest, that, that's a bigger issue. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's really 100% irrelevant. The price of a share is only important relative to other figures, like the total shares outstandings, the earnings, the book value, or a whole bunch of other mes metrics that are used to measure the performance of the company. So in other words, the actual price is not a determining factor of value. Like people are like, oh, something's $5. That means it's bad or it's low or whatever. Like, that's not how like, it works at all. If that's how you think it works, you have a lot. Well, there's so much more about investing that you really, really don't understand. Um, the price of a share does not measure value. So for example, this is just an example, and this is not, uh, I pulled this from something, but it's not, it may not be current numbers, but let's say you had, hypothetically, you had a share of Tesla at 400. And then let's say hypothetically now it's trading over $1,000. So you made a $600 profit when you sold. But in the same time frame, you bought 10 shares of Exxon, which are only $40 each. And it's now trading at $47 and you only made $70 profit, which was the better investment. So people think, oh, because I can buy more shares, I'm going to make more money because I own more shares. That's not not how it works at all. So people really, really don't need to understand that it's it's not how it works uh, so that's one fallacy. Next fallacy is I'm diversified. I own an index. Just because you have an index or an ETF or because Susie Orman told you to buy a VOO or VTISX or whatever it was that she said and, and call it a day, that does not mean you're diversified. Buying a single ETF that contains all like a whole bunch of large cap US stocks, yeah, it diversifies you, but it doesn't diversify you out of single stock risk, which means all my clients, I'm able to buy things for them, indexes and stocks based on my research that allows us to be more well-rounded. So if you're just buying an ETF calling a day, again, I've went through this in the past podcast, that's not going to 
diversify you out of you know single stock risks risk which is a huge risk especially for young people if you're just buying an index and you're calling it a day that's you know, you're, you have a huge risk on your plan because you could be possibly potentially missing out on, on different single stocks that have higher growth potential. And and that's just not something that a young person should be should be happy about or, or excited about, to be honest. <laughs> All right. The next one. The next one is you only invest by tip. So this one <laughs> kind of grinds my gears, if you will. Um, it's funny, like I've, once in a while, get randomly not a, it's not often my clients are kind of the, they are the best in the world this team new street is the best but once in a while i'll get people that hit me up or whether it's clients or non-clients that heard something um they saw something whether it's from a friend or someone like oh someone told me this had to buy it like no that's not how it works if you're only investing by t- tips or newsletters or some someone's telling you to buy this you're subscribed to some newsletter and they're telling you buy this because it's no that's that's those are investments are not really successful you should only buy buying a company based on the research, your experts research that is based on fundamental analysis that in our horizon means a good investment. People are always trying to shield stock tips because that's what people do. And that doesn't mean it's right for you, right? There's so many other indicators for when someone buys a stock or buys an investment, like what's your investment horizon? What's your risk tolerance? All these different things play in a far part. So every time you hear someone talking about a stock or this, that, I would just cut it out as noise because it doesn't apply to you. And one, they're rarely successful. When everyone knows about something, it's not the time to be investing in, in it. When everyone's talking about it, that's like the opposite of what you want to do, to be honest. Um, so that that's one. And another thing is, People say, I heard this, we talked about this last time, the hope fallacy. So stock has, stock has fallen and now is the time to buy because it's going to, I hope it's going to raise back up again. That's definitely not the way to go again. People that are buying the beaten down stocks just because they hope or believe that it's going to go again. If you did research and and your experts done research and they understand what the horizon is and your objectives, maybe. But again, Hope and because of stock has fallen does not guarantee that it's going up in price later on. Next few fallacies that I'll cover quickly because I've I love this, but let's cover them quickly. I have to own every stock. Every time you know you see stock go up, you're like, oh, now I need to buy it. Like that's a fallacy. You don't need to own every stock. Your portfolio is consistent of diversified, should be consistent, I should say, of diversified securities, which max max match your objectives. So every time a stock's up, you don't have to own that stock. You don't need to own every stock that increases or every stock that's in the news. That's not the way it goes. It just distorts your portfolio, which should be consistent of what you need based on your objectives. And it doesn't mean you have to have every stock in the world just because it went up by a percentage point. That's called FOMO, fear of missing out. And that's a death of the death to a portfolio. Uh, We talked about the, if it goes down, it'll go back up again. The last one is like, I, I'm better than the experts one. So everyone like loves to sit on their phone and pretend they're Warren Buffett and trade and be better than experts. 80%, 80% of non-experts, and I, I am an expert, 80% of non-experts lose their money investing because of some of the things I mentioned above and many more fallacies. Um, money is the easiest where, where easiest area for people to be tricked because the greed, the two strongest emotions, greed and fear play a part. And so that's why there's so many news. That's why there's everyone talking about tips. It's easy to sell people on something when they think they're going to get rich off of something so that I know what I'm doing. People, you know, the, the numbers and stats are highly against these people that are not using experts. They're, they're fully against them, but they will, they're blinded by their own, um, um, 
misconceptions that they're they're doing well but th- that those people again if you honestly know what you're doing which is rare um sure but most people do need an expert to to execute these things um so yeah that's the fallacies that i've heard there's many more many more um but we'll focus on those ones i welcome quick tips questions um please reach out to me um and, and we'll go from there but i hope you guys enjoyed that segment Hey, we're back. Thank you for listening. As always, wrapping up the week. Sorry, no questions this week. I want to get questions. So I'm going to find a good place for us to have questions every week. Listener questions, random online questions. Let's keep the information flowing as we all need to do. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. What's going on with me this week? I'm going to be on Fox Business news making money with charles Payne, 255 eastern that's coming up shortly um i'm also gonna be out of town this weekend i won't yeah like you know duty calls little little trip calls but yeah um be on fox business my first time on fox business so i'm excited for that listen in stay tuned Today, Thursday, 11, 12 at 255 Eastern, a little spot talking stocks, of course. Um, new show. I found a new show. I'm watching The Undoing. The Undoing. It's about some Upper East Side family. They're doing some crazy stuff. What are these people doing? They're out there socializing, socialites, affairs, crazy stuff. This shit, this sounds fun. I don't know what's going on in this thing, but I need to be in this circle. They're out there wilding out and it sounds fun. It sounds interesting. But The Undoing on HBO Max. Good show. Found my new show for the week. Uh, But yeah, stay tuned again. Thank you guys all for listening. We are going to keep this thing flowing, keep this thing going uh, for more weeks to come. Uh, We might have to add some more guests. Uh, Haven't had guests in a while, but we're going to have to find some people that we want you guys to hear their story um, and and what what they bring to the table as well. So again, thank you for listening. We'll talk next week.